welcome, welcome, welcome all. One and all to Black Trees LTW. That's what we call it. That's what the kids are calling these yep, days. Yep, yep, Hey, man, have you checked out LTW? That's what kids sound like, That's a great impression of a impression of a millennial. I really... Wow, I sounded just like... I surprised myself with the, like, I, the accuracy and veracity. I, I, 30 years, uh, or 25 years melted from your life <laughs> as you did that. It was quite amazing, Mike. Well, hey... Yeah, what is uh, Like Trees Walking? We have to explain it every time with you people because you just won't get it through your heads. You can't pay attention. Like Trees Walking is a podcast. Yes. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> That's the first important point. Yeah. Where the subject is the big questions of life, yes. faith, yes. philosophy, correct, and culture. Keep going. From yes. a Christian perspective. Yes. Yay. That is correct. Where, <laughs> where I'm looking to Mike for affirmation with each point I make. <laughs> where we, where we, where we talk about serious things, but yes. we, but we do it, but we do it with a twinkle in our eye and a skip in our step and a, and a. Um, and I ran out of things to say. Well, but we, 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 uh, we take. Did you like we, how I left you hanging? You, you I did. Would I not was rescued. I was like, that. please, Mike, fill in your last thing. But no, we, we, we talk about serious things, but we don't take ourselves too seriously. Uh, we try to be. Uh, we try to be funny and fun as we talk about things which are uh, we think the most important things in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I should point out this is this is uh, professional podcasting, man. Dead air. Come on. That's that. You're better than that. I'll, I'll keep I'll, talking no matter what. I like those guys because I know uh, people in sort of radio and vocal performing where, first of all, you realize when you're talking to them that they're just practicing their craft on you. Yeah. Hey, how are you doing today? It's good to see you. You know, they never stop talking. But there is a talent. It's amazing. There are some people, they don't say um ever. They don't pause and they just can continue to talk repeatedly how do they for do minutes it? on end i don't know i i mean probably what they're saying is just utter garbage but you know there it's it seems like it's one smooth connected thought so hopefully we can get there someday we're not there now we're only 11 podcasts in so uh well, there's i just uh yeah. like there's <laughs> um, uh, okay there's room for improvement we're gonna i'm gonna get a lot better practice makes perfect yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm failing. See how hard I'm it failing. is? I'm failing so miserable. Oh, uh, we'll get there someday. But today we have a, a really good show. Uh, we will, of course, there I did the uh. Man, once you notice, it's like, you know, when I was in, in uh, the classroom in college, I would always point out vocal things to other people that the professor had just to drive them crazy. Yeah. And then they'd go, why did you tell me that? I didn't I notice it. to drive you crazy. Uh, but we will answer one of those questions. Today is a big one and a, a very prominent one. Absolutely. So we'll be tackling a very large one. We will also be revisiting a department, which is called... No, um, we will not be revisiting a department. Yes, we will. Taste a terrible oh, soda. Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> you I forgot thought, about it. I, oh no. In the last episode, uh, Dave chose and then drank and reviewed on air a cucumber onion lime soda that i made and surprisingly it uh you know it wasn't that bad it rated, I, I, it rated a four i gave it a four out of ten i thought so. it would be a strong one or a zero uh so today we'll be tasting the alternative which was a refreshing beet kvass which we will explain later mm. I, I i my mouth is watering and then right uh, now. mr Bergie, pastor Bergie, has come up with a new department that he will unveil 
towards the last third of this show. Yeah, last so. third of the show is going to be a new department that I've come up with uh, for Mike. I think it's going to be very entertaining for all our listeners, And which reminds me, I'm, I'm David Berge, <laughs> and we never introduced ourselves. Well, we still have time. They know us already. I'm David Berge. And I'm Michael J. Nelson. And yeah, they're listening to us going, who are these interesting guys? I, I, I want to know more I, about I, them. I what are their, their names? Name. What's your what st- are their likes and dislikes? What's your story? Tell what me your story. What are their signs? Yeah. Are they Libra? Are they, you know, Capricorn? That's what they've been thinking. Are you Aquarius, Sagittarius? It's like a, there's like a song like. Keep going. I got, I'm killing Stop it. with the dead air. Keep, keep the song it's, it's the group, uh, well, uh, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. They got that like great birthday, like, oh, or a song where they like talk about shouting out your sign okay so are you a sagittarius a gemini i'm a gemini so yeah do you get excited when someone calls out your sign i find it hard (laughs) it doesn't get me too worked up come on all you libras Woo! Yeah, I, I can't get that excited no, it's, about. Yeah. But all right, so enough with them. Yeah, the chit chat. Yeah, gobbledygook. Let's get to the big question. Uh, all right, I'll play the the role of the person asking this question, and it's a pretty simple one. Hey, man, uh, all religions are the same. What do you say to that, Mister Pastor Man? Oh, I have so many things to say yeah? to you. Yeah. So this, I see this as a. Um, Interestingly, I think that this kind of this statement has shifted. So I think that there's people say, yeah, like all religions are basically Basically the same. Basically the same. Yeah. Essentially, like they're saying the same thing. So um, like the particularities of any one religion, um, really what they are is a sort of a a mask of uh, a manifestations of actually a deeper unity like that they're all saying the same thing now i think that there's people who agree with that statement and i think the shift has happened where people used to go like yeah they're they're all they're all basically like truth when you boil them down to their essence like all religions are saying the same thing and it's a sort of a basic core of truth that they're capturing i think where the shift has happened maybe in the 21st century is it's like yes all religions are basically making the same claims and they're all equally false right um, <laughs> that's the that's the new twist on it you yeah. don't hear this this is not coming from adherence to religion. No. This is coming from outside of religion. So I think, yeah, like the 20th century was like the unity and truth of all religions, and the 21st century is maybe like the unity and falsity of all religions, I would say. But all religions are equally silly. Are equally silly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think there's still a lot of, like, there is a, still a lot of people out there who go, yeah, like they're all, they're all saying the same thing, and they're all capturing some um, deeper truth. And uh, there's the classic analogy that goes with this one, Mike, right? This, I know what you're going to say. What, you know what I'm going to say. The blind man feeling the elephant. Yes, describe you, it. Okay, so there's, it's saying, you know, this is talking about why, you know, why are there so many religions? Like, what is going on? And, and I think it's actually like an ancient, um, sort of an ancient parable about this. And it's saying that all, there's all of these blind people, and they're all feeling an elephant. And so, you know, the, the elephant is god or religion or whatever and so like each the blind person can't see that they're feeling a much bigger entity so they think that their part that they're feeling is the whole so the person feeling the leg says it's i'm it's a tree and the person touching the trunk says it's a snake and the person you know pushing on the body says it's a wall and the person on the tusk says it's a pipe and so really, like, they all think they're describing the totality of reality when they're just getting a little piece, and little do they know that what they're actually describing is an elephant. 
Oh, you blind man. <laughs> I want to know what the elephant is thinking. They're like, hey, man. What, the, what, what are all these people feeling me out? of my personal space. <laughs> I didn't ask for this. Yeah. You, who said you could touch me? Yeah. Uh, yeah so no one consider, considered the elephants. Yeah. But, uh, and so this, this, well, this like analogy seems to like go like, come on, religious adherents making claims, like show some humility. Um What's what's really interesting about it is that it presumes that the other people are blind, but the person using this parable can see. Mm-hmm. They right. are the all-seeing see one. The so you other people are blind, I can see. And so it's actually quite an arrogant claim to be making. Mm-hmm. Um, and so make the claim. like So that's, that's to say that um, people who say that all religions are the same, um, they aren't describing reality. They are reimagining reality as they would like it to be. So what do you say to these people? And what do you say to both the, uh, I guess this will answer both the 20th century and 21st yes. century interpretations of this popular thing? What, do you, what is your answer? So my answer is uh, really um, informed by a, a really helpful book, actually, by uh, Stephen Prothero, who's, I believe, a, at, he's a religious studies professor at uh, Boston University. Um, I think he would sort of classify himself as a, you know, a mainline Protestant, sort of a liberal mainline Protestant. But he he wrote this very helpful book called God is Not One, subtitle being The Eight Rival Religions That Run the World and Why the Differences Matter. And so what Prothero is saying is, you know, this claim that all religions are this, you know, essentially the same, he, he says that's really not that helpful in a kind of pluralistic, um, you know, globalizing world that we actually don't understand people unless we understand their basic, like, um, worldview through which they interact with the world. And so a lot of misunderstanding happens when we actually go like, oh, all people are basically the same, which usually means basically like me and see the world exactly like me. Mm-hmm. Like that leads to all sort of like all sorts of misunderstandings and intractable conflicts. And he's saying, actually, like we need to be able to see the world the way other people actually do in order to have constructive dialogue and interaction. We actually have to understand what people are, are saying. Um, and I, I just see that as a like, a very convincing hypothesis that that we should examine people's beliefs for what they are, not what we would imagine them to be. You know, somehow like a just a a, this, a different version of the same thing as ours. Yeah, because it, it's a little bit uh, uh, presumptuous and might I even say rude to someone who has a deeply held belief, and especially when it you know goes to the core of their very life and everything that they believe about the world, to just say, "Nah, you believe the same as that other guy." Yeah, yeah. Like, it's... Come on, man. I, I've thought a little bit more about it than that. <laughs> We're, you know, what is one of the slogans of the day is celebrate difference, you know, and, and, um, and, and if we're truly going to celebrate difference or celebrate diversity, um, then true diversity actually allows people to believe what they believe and say what they say and, and lets those beliefs stand on their own two feet as opposed to cramming them into, um, you know, some preconceived ideology. And so Prothero's method to say like, oh, like these, these eight rival religions, they run the world. How can we understand the differences between them? Um, he kind of has four questions or four ways of looking at it. And, and he admits that this is like an overly simplistic model, but it's a useful, it's a useful heuristic. It's a useful interpretive model for, for just sussing out some of the differences. Um, and so his, his is says that, you know, every religion identifies that there's a problem with the world. Mm-hmm. There's a solution to this problem. 
and there's a technique for moving from problem to solution, and then there are exemplars uh, who show us what it looks like to move from problem to solution. I've already I've molded a few while you were saying <laughs> that. I was thinking of the, the ways, but uh, so lay, lay some of them out so that that makes a little more sense. All right, so, so yeah, so let's take a specific religion for an example, right? Let's take uh, the one of which you and I are both adherents. Okay. Christianity, not? the Christian yes. faith, right? So it starts with a problem. What is the problem in the Christian faith? It is sin. And, you know, you could say, what is sin? Well, uh, there's a classic definition. Sin is any want of conformity unto or transgression of the law of God. That comes from the uh, Westminster Shorter Catechism. But so basically anything that contravenes um, uh, God's moral law is sin. That's the problem with the world. The world has fallen into sin, and that's the problem. So what is the solution? It's salvation. How does salvation happen in the Christian religion? It happens through the death and resurrection of Christ. So he takes the weight of this sin and punishment of this sin upon himself. It does its worst to him, uh, and he rises again to new life. So sin no longer has any binding power over the world. And then the technique of moving that you know us mere mortals can do to move from problem to solution is um, some combination, he says, of faith and good works. Depends on which Christian tradition you come from, uh, Protestant or Orthodox or Roman Catholic, sort of where you're going to shade the emphasis upon that. The classic, you know, Protestant, uh, uh, you know, sola is faith alone. Mm -hmm. But th there's always the caveat thrown in there that, of course, this faith, like, inevitably and invariably leads you to, you know, doing good works that God has prepared before you. But faith, you know, is, is, the, way that, uh, is the way that you go from problem to solution. And who are our exemplars? Um, in the Roman Catholic Church, it's, you know, these great saints. Uh, Mother Teresa just got canonized, I believe. But for Protestants tend to place a greater emphasis upon the sort of uh, uh, the priesthood of all believers that like ordinary Christians um, are actually all called to be exemplars of living uh, by faith alone, you know, through grace alone. So that's an example of the particularities of the Christian faith, what it makes these claims. And those are very, very different. Now, than... Yeah, I, I think I know the answer. But okay. is that the same thing that, say, a Buddhist would believe? Dave, well, that's Mike, my question Mike, to you. it's interesting that you should ask yes, that question. Yes. And, and, and so obviously I'm, I'm a Christian, so um, I am compelled by the Christian version of the story. But that doesn't mean that I don't want to, like, hear what the Buddhist version of that is. Mm -hmm. And so um, I am not a Buddhism expert. Um, I do not purport to be. But this is what Prothero says. So he lays this out, and I think it's helpful. So uh, in Buddhism, the problem is, is, is not sin, but it's suffering. You know, that's the famous story mm -hmm. is the Buddha, you know, a rich aristocrat going by, sees someone, uh, sees, uh, you know, a peasant suffering. And this is sort of the spiritual crisis that causes him to think about, you know, think about the world. And so the problem is suffering. The, the solution or the goal is to achieve nirvana. And a Buddhist can speak, you know, uh, more uh, accurately to this than I can. But my understanding of nirvana is like a, a sort of a total detachment from desire which produces right. yes. suffering. That is my layman's understanding as yes, well. Yes, absolutely. And so the technique for, for achieving uh, nirvana, from going to, to suffering to nirvana, is to follow the noble eightfold uh, path, which includes things like, you know, med meditation and chanting. I mean, these are the things that I think of happening at, like, the, the Minnesota Zen Center. You know, is like uh, Zen meditation is a way of moving towards achieving nirvana. And uh, the exemplars are, uh, depending on your tradition, these are people who have followed this path 
and have achieved uh, have achieved nirvana. And so there's living people out there. I mean, you can think of like the Dalai Lama or a Lama in Tibetan Buddhism. This is a person who has is on the path of enlightenment or has even achieved enlightenment, which they can do. And so you can see that the, that the two traditions are very different because there's many versions of Buddhism which don't include a belief in a god or, or supernatural being um, as classically held in the Christian tradition at all. And so to try to sort of say that they believe the same thing as we do um, is disingenuous. And it's not, letting, it's not letting Buddhism and Christianity and each particular faith stand on its own two feet. Yeah, the, the, the things that they do have in common, I guess, I mean— there, there are in the sort of behavior of their adherents is there's is where you see some similarities. Absolutely, no, yeah, living peacefully with one another. Yeah, you know, very broad and general things, but mm-hmm. but in the particulars, these are shockingly and starkly different. Ex- exactly, and so it's not to say that like oh we're all completely and totally different. There are similarities, you know, we're we're we're, we're all human beings, but in the way that we examine, you know, what's wrong with the world and 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 how do we fix it, there there are stark differences and and a stark sort of difference in kind of an overall interpretive uh, interpretive perspective in which we look with the world and, and a much different story about what the world is and and what its ultimate like purpose and trajectory is as well and that's definitely not to say that uh, well you know we how do we suss this out you know how do we um, find which one is true or which one is not um, that's a that's a different question that's a separate question that's a yeah. definitely a separate question and so my claim that I want to make in this podcast is 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 a, is a modest one though it may seem immodest is that uh is that all religions are not the same and to make that claim is to make a religious claim it's to it's to it's it's just as much of a religious claim as the particular christian claims and the the particular buddhist claims you know so it's to say that you are hovering high above the elephant looking down on this ridiculous scene i see all and you see nothing. Right, it's kind of the claim. Yeah, so you're you're putting yourself almost in a godlike position and an an Archimedean point or maybe an Olympian point right from which you uh, you see everything, you know. And so for I guess the person who thinks all religions are the same, the problem is religious pluralism, <laughs> you know. The solution is uncovering the core between them. The technique for doing that, uh, I guess would be like comparative religion or something like that. And who are our exemplars? sort of some of these people, I think a lot of people in the 20th century, particularly um, who followed this thing called the perennial philosophy, like who were saying, nah, well, let's discover this, the, the truth behind them all and sort of live out from that. So there was a big movement in the 20th century of people saying like, these are all basically the same. And I, and I lived in this town called Ojai, actually, um, where there was a, a, a movement, uh, a theo, theosophy. Theosophy. Theosophy, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and this was kind of one of their core tenets was that all religions were the same, and it attracted a lot of uh, kind of the um, some of the cultural sort of uh, the elites of that time. But I think like Aldous Huxley and stuff were, oh, right, right, you know, yep. w- w- believed in uh, believed in theosophy. Theosophy, yeah, yeah. And so it, it, they founded their, you know, they founded their Cretona Institute, and in itself was a religious movement. It it became its own religion, and like any other religion, it actually had a split early on. And so, so you can see even in the unity of religions movement. It just becomes another religion <laughs> and, schism and, and schisms immediately. So it's, you know, so I think I just found that uh, interesting and fascinating. So they're all not the same. Each has particular claims. Let's let them stand on their own two feet and evaluate them on the merits yes. on that. I remember seeing uh, years ago, this made a, a big impact on me. It was a, a short op-ed by the guy who wrote uh, 
Black Hawk Down. I'm going to get his name wrong. I think it's Mark uh, Bowler or something like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just wrote an op-ed that like, stop with this thing that like all people are the same. People are basically the same. It's like, you, you that's just not true. As he said, as I travel around the world, people have shockingly different views of what the end goal of life is and what you should. And it's just like infantilizing to say that all people are basically the same. No, there are very, very different philosophies in the world and people live them out in very, very different ways. And until you can understand that, you can't actually embrace another human being as they actually are. You're just lying to yourself. And so it's foolish to do that. And I know that at the time he got a lot of pushback for that. It's like, how dare you challenge the belief that all people are the same? Right. And I, th- I, I think more people are maybe coming around to recognizing the difference or the importance of that. Perhaps maybe that's just me projecting. But I think, too, there's a, um, there is kind of a like a global, you know, sort of elite culture. I mean, I guess which I, you know, grew up in America and I went to college, so I'm probably like a good candidate for being a part of that. But also, sure. it's like, yeah, basically, like everyone in the world like looks at the world like me and thinks about it like me. So there is kind of this like, you know, global elite culture and way of understanding the world, which we think sort of everyone else shares, but that's not true at all. We need to disabuse ourselves of that notion Good. as we go into things. All right. Well, there you go. I think you've answered it. And thanks to uh, Stephen Prothero. Pick that book up. It is called God is Not One mm-hmm. and uh, goes into depth on that. I have not read it myself, but I think I will. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And all breaks are not the same. And the break that we're about to take is going to be quite a bit different than any break you've ever heard before. So let's do it now. Ooh. And come back in a moment with our two new departments on Like Trees Walking. <laughs> Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Like Trees Walking. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed this in-depth discussion and everything that we're bringing to the table. Um, so if you do enjoy Like Trees Walking, the biggest ways that you can help us, one, go to iTunes and rate us and review us, especially reviews. Uh, they really help um, the ratings boost uh, and so people can discover us. So that's super helpful. You can also like us on Facebook. Uh, like Trees Walking has a Facebook page. There we post, you know, a couple little extra things, sometimes some links, and it's also the best place to uh, actually provide feedback. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. At LTWPod is the handle. And finally, you can just go to liketreeswalkingpod.com. There we have a, an archive of all the old shows. You can sign up for our newsletter, which we send out, uh, you know, once or twice a month um, with just some little extra nuggets and tidbits and insight uh, into what we're doing. So thank you so much for listening. Please help spread the good word and uh, enjoy the rest of the show. Oh, thank you, Belle and Sebastian, for that wonderful Belle break. Belle and Sebastian, music. who's your favorite, Belle or Sebastian? Which one's the dog? <laughs> <laughs> I think so, I think Belle is the dog, and Sebastian's the little boy chasing his family. And it was amazing how they parlayed success in an 80s cartoon into a, a Scottish uh, rock turned, band in the 90s. Turned into a Scottish rock band, uh, yeah. It, is that one of those bands where there's like 8,000 members 
Uh, or or were they an actual cohesive? No, it was a cohesive collective. Okay. I was unit. Just, I I feel like I see pictures of them on music services, and there's always just like a group of people standing around. You know, like the the arcade fire kind mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. Just no, a giant. There's like the guy people. who sings. I don't know his name. He's Scottish, though. I know that, and he's kind of the one. I to be honest, I've never paid attention to the uh, rotating cast of characters that may or may not exist around him. So. Anyway, we're like trees walking. <laughs> yes, yes. And we're back from the break, and we talked about uh, our big topic, which was? Our big topic was the claim that, you know, yeah, all religions are, are basically the same. Either they're all basically the same and they're true, or they're all basically the same and they're false, as the statement. And without even dealing with the true truthiness or falsityness, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping and talking. I'm filling airspace. Yeah, uh, we, 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 we didn't deal with that question so much as just said, like, listen, that claim itself is is not accurate. It's not true to say that they're all the same. True or false, they're different. And so re- all religions of the world, let your freak flag fly. Right. And and just to, to be very clear about it, when two things are making competing and incompatible claims, then they cannot be the same thing. That's I, I shouldn't have to tell you people that. Right, that's, right. That's the way it is. So. Yes, exactly. Uh, but we also have two new departments today. Uh, uh, well, actually, the one is kind of <laughs> yeah, one's revisiting, a rebranding and repackaging <laughs> one from our last uh, program, which was very successful and I think went very well. We got a lot of great feedback on it, I'm imagining. I'm imagining it, too. <laughs> And it is time for Dave Berge to taste a terrible soda. So I'm going to reach into the fridge now. Dave, cover this airtime. Uh, and I'm going to pull out my fermented beet kvass, a favorite of Ukrainians everywhere. And, mm, uh, which is, that's a, that's quite a selling point in and of itself. Uh, Ukrainians love it. And they're known for their taste in delicious soda. So uh, if you don't remember, last episode, Mike had me try a cucumber lime onion uh, onion soda. And it was... Mike just opened the kvass. Just opened it. It had no fizz, <laughs> so I'm already scared. It didn't have that luscious, like, k-chick. Okay, Mike's pouring it in the glass. Uh, you probably can't hear that now, but let Mike pour it in front of your microphone yeah, okay. so people get the full effect. Get, uh, this is theater of the mind, folks. <laughs> it's kind of a dead sound as it goes into the glass. It's not lively like the other soda. Uh, and it's uh, typical of all beet products. It does smell like dirt. Yes. Mm, a, it sort of like a, the earth itself. Mm, from the, the ground from whence it came. So we're going to... Uh, right, we got it. Cheers. cheers. Here's looking up your old address. Yep. All right. Mm. Mm, uh, well, it's, got a, it's got a touch uh, of fizz to it that kind of comes out. I wouldn't call it much of a touch. <laughs> sort of a your review. Uncomfortable brush of fizz. Um, my review is that it. Um, if you like sour dirt, then you will love beet kvass. But in some ways, it's less offensive to the. Well, it's it's hard to compare to the. The I think it's worse. You think it's worse than the uh, lime onion? Yeah, I think it's definitely worse. Soda. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's really good for you. Does that help at all? Mm. It's the it's the tonic for your for your blood and your liver and and your stomach. It's it's good for it's probiotic packed. It's basically Gatorade as it should be. <laughs> Can you, if, you get if, off the you just played a, a oh, hard. A set of tennis, and you come off, and you drink this thick. <laughs> You'd vomit a lot more, so oh, it's sort of an, it's sort of an emetic, I think. Uh, ah, I don't know whether to be offended about this. Is uh, oh, you know, oh, oh, I'm just, off. 
I'm drinking, and it, and it's one of those things where you drink and you automatically have to squint mm. when it happens. I'm not doing that. I see my face is getting more healthy and glowing <laughs> as I. I see your <laughs> muscles tensing as you as you try to keep your eyes open. It's oh god, this is painful. But I'm gonna finish the glass. Uh, I I have to tell you the oh truth. Oh my gosh! Wow. Okay. I have to tell you the truth. I don't mind it at all. I, it's something that kind of grows on you. I know that's hard to believe. Uh, there's another kind of kvass that's made with uh, fermented, I think, rye bread that you put mm. in a jar. Mm. And That uh, sounds good. There's kvass trucks that drive around in Russia, and the kids come running. And I'm not kidding. You got, <laughs> I actually I looked online on YouTube to verify this claim, and I saw a, like a video of kids were just really excited when the kvass truck pulls up. So. I feel bad for Russian children for a lot of reasons, and that, that's one of them. But, I mean, to, to sort of uh, bring it back to what we've talked about today, saying that all religions are the same are like saying that every single soda is exactly the same. <laughs> no, some of them are kvass, some, some of them are cucumber lime, and some of them are like Dr. Pepper or Coca-Cola, okay? So, uh, they're not. yes, they're all liquids that you can allegedly drink, but some are better than so, others. That's I, all I'm, I'm saying. I'm not going to deny that. All right. Uh, you are ready to present your new department, I take it. You've been fueled by the kvass, and you're ready to go. Yes, so uh, just to kind of set this up a little bit, you'll recognize the tune, folks. And um, this there's just this was inspired by this, this, this department was inspired by the fact that just hanging out with Mike a lot, I've noticed something about him, which I will share with you in just a moment. So enjoy the theme song. Those familiar whistles. Sometimes I dream that he is me Got to see that's how I dream to be bum, 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 bum. I dream I knew I dream I grew like Mike, why doesn't Mike like Mike, why doesn't Mike like These things that other people like Oh, so folks, wow. that's the theme song for our wow, new... Wow, well done. You uh, you put a lot of effort into that. I did, I did, I did. Um, so How long were you in the studio? That cor- the kids' chorus? And, and getting the bum, bum, bum. We got, a, we, got a, we got a South African choir in singing. Yeah, was... take, oh, why don't you take your bass off it right now? It's going to interfere with the microphone uh, thing, so put that in the corner. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So um, this is a new department, and so something that I've just noticed about uh, Mike is he is self-identified and eccentric. Which means that um, he will extol the virtues of something like beet kvass, uh, while also not liking something that it seems like every other person in the world likes. And so I just go, this is a curious question. Like I always want to, since Mike is a very smart and interesting person, it's 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 neat to know the reasons why he doesn't like this thing that is almost universally beloved. We're not talking about things like Christmas and uh, you know. Uh, beautiful sunsets, but we're, we're talking about other things. So, Mike, I'm just going to spring this on you. Okay. Why well, not? Before you do okay. this, I'd like to point out. Okay, defend yourself. I think that you're 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 nudging me towards curmudgeon, which is not true. I I just I uh, it's, let's stay with eccentric is fine. Okay. Yeah. But yes, you're not a full curmudgeon. I'm a pretty cheerful guy. Mike I'm is a cheerful. Happy dude. That's true. And he likes like there are other things he likes that are. That he likes a lot, that but you just maybe never heard of them. So <laughs> okay, the stage is set. I will accept that. Go ahead. All right. So Mike, um, this is one that you've so that you've kind of quizzed me. You said like, explain to me why you like Boba Fett. Like, what's going on with that? And there was this subtext behind it that we were just not t- that we weren't touching that we were avoiding. And so I just want to get it out there, and I want to know, Mike, um, as someone who 
love Star Wars and let's exclude the prequels from this conversation. Okay. okay. Noted. Those are not those accepted are, the terms. Those yes. are, it's accept those terms. Why don't you like Star Wars? Uh boy. Why don't I like it? Why do I, I there's there's a is there some word that combines like strong indifference with also like hating it like where <laughs> no part of it like sticks in my head at all i have no nothing about it attracts me in any way and then at the same time it's repelling me do you know what i mean yes i don't yes. know how to square that circle but that's how it uh, that's how it is to me i don't know it just seems so childish and i mean the names irritate me to no end i mean that that silly naming thing that he does he makes sylvester stallone's names look really good like you know ivan drago hey like obi-wan kenobi han solo chewbacca wicket the little ewok friend c-3po r2d2 princess Le- uh, a grand moff tarkin darth vader these are all great names grubby grubby and <laughs> poopoo doopy and <laughs> sloppy pants and crappy goopy goo it's just Nye- like, Nye- the, uh... it's he's he didn't even take 11 seconds to think of this name it was he had a list of names and he used them all okay and so he wrote don't... them down while he was sitting on his porch in marin county and just was like whatever so you don't like the one. names? I don't like the names. Uh, I think the storytelling is very bad. I think all those—it's a magical space opera, uh, Mike. All that uh, there's, every every time you turn around, they're going to a council meeting. I mean, what, what's going on? Are there? you sure you're thinking you're thinking of the prequels, man? I told you, I set the ah, terms. There's some sort of council meeting in all of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, I just don't think the characters are very appealing. I'm sorry. I, I there's nothing about it that I like. Well, uh, in the words of Princess Leia in The Empire Strikes Back, which she says to Han Solo, you scruffy-looking nerf herder. <laughs> That's right. Didn't they bring that back for the, uh, for the last one? For the, <laughs> the, the, the yep. fan service one? What, what's this last one called? Oh, I can't. The, these oh, yeah, I know. Oh, um, The Force Awakens. And I remember, I know exactly what you're referring to, uh, where Han Solo calls someone uh, a moof a moof milker <laughs> you moof milker i'm not sure who he says it to but he calls someone a moof milker i you know what it, it it's gonna boil down to that then i can't be part of a movie franchise that uses the word moof milker and that i'm just gonna leave it at that if you can defend that and enjoy that hey more power to you people are all basically the same they all basically like the same movies <laughs> Go I went, ahead and like moof milker. I I disagree with you, and I will, but I will defend to the death your right okay. to say it, Mike. Oh my gosh, you you are a moof milker. You'd probably love moof milk. It's right up your alley if you could actually drink. Yeah, a maybe glass there's there's probably a lot of strong strong points to nerf hurting. I don't, I don't know. I haven't tried it. So yeah, you're right. I I'm being a little. Uh, yeah, I, I should I should give it a chance. So there you have it, folks. Mike explaining his. Um, Indifference that somehow it also like covers a deep-seated dislike. I, uh, before you, some I'll also mention this. This is like a, a phenomenon that I cannot. I, I'm not faking this, but we've uh, I've worked with these movies. People who who know anything about my, me will know what I'm talking about, but it doesn't matter. I, I watch these movies. I've seen them many times. Nothing in them sticks in my head, and people that I know uh, who. <laughs> 
they think that I'm faking it. Like, well, that's that's Han Solo. And like, who's the, is that the guy in the first <laughs> suit? And I feel like I'm a thousand years old, but I cannot help it. Nothing about these movies sticks in my brain at all. So I, I would just add that that's I, I, part of it. I can't help. So that which I'm is not just putting weird because like everything. Yeah, it seems like it's a put on. Like, oh, you know, kind of a like a contrarian would just do that. Yeah, like, well, I, everyone I likes it. Do I that. I, I troll a little bit right. on certain levels, but I swear I'm not doing it on this one. It just don't. It just doesn't. Nothing is in my brain. The word heretic is almost <laughs> popping in my mind. I don't. I don't know why. But uh, no, I, Mike, I appreciate your honesty and your candidness in sharing. Why don't you like this thing that it seems like everyone. Everyone else likes, but uh, but you're you know what, um, you have the courage to take a stand and stand by your conviction. So I like this department, by the way. Can we can we revisit? This? <laughs> we will certainly I, revisit I liked this that department. Much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Well, there you have it. All religions are not the same. Uh, Mike doesn't like Star Wars, and Beat Kvass is terrible. <laughs> We'll Anything else to next. add, Mike? No, nothing at all. I'm going to enjoy my kvass and live my life. Uh, right. See you next time on Like Trees Walking. Uh, bye-bye. Let me tell you that I saw your boyfriend walking down the street. He was standing all shaky, hands all sweaty, and he could hardly speak. I might as well take a minute or two to put you on to some game. You got a boy like him, a man like me, and that's just not the same. And never mind an SMS, what you need is a sweet caress. 